Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The List. It is the official first day of Combine Workouts, so we are going to give you a little preview of that as well as the rest of the Combine this weekend. As always, my name is Brett, and on the other end of the tin cannon string, taking it back a little bit with that one, is Jordan. Jordan, how are you feeling today? Well, Brock Bowers said that he hasn't met with the Dolphins but likes their system, so it's draft season. Here we go, Brett. It is draft season, but before we get into draft season, I think you you said you might be joining me for this. I did get tickets for the Ocean Callings Music Festival in Ocean City, Maryland, at the end of September. I'm super excited for that. Um, I am interested. I am kind of amused by the reaction. A bunch of people in our Discord said it's a. Sh- it looks like a shitty lineup. Some people said it's great, and then I'm in a soccer Discord, and everybody's like. That is the best lineup I've seen all all festival season, which I don't necessarily agree with that, but it is a very good lineup and a good price. First of all, I find it hysterical that it's draft season. I start off talking about Brock Bowers. You start off talking about a music festival headlined by Blink-182. Oh, this is just purely nostalgic. Um, I think it's a fun lineup. I am always about uh, a place that you can go and drink beer for a couple days and listen to live music. No matter what type of live music it is, um, I am definitely looking into going um, as long as now that maybe we're talking about them on the show, maybe they'll send me a couple tickets. Um, we'll see if I can swing that one and get out there and maybe we'll have a, a live episode from a music festival that'll go a little bit better than the live episode we were supposed to have from a commander's game. Yeah. And also just to say this too, for those not familiar with Ocean City, the festival, the Festival is going to be on the boardwalk in an amusement park on the boardwalk, and it's right by all the bars. So it is going Brent, to be. Hold on, I want to stop you there. We we've gone too long without talking football. Hold on, I got to give it some fanfare. I just did a mock draft simulator here on my end, and the Rams for the twenty first pick just offered me Puka Nakua. Are you using a? Dra- NFL draft buzzes. Uh, yeah, simulator. not only Puka Nakua, but I notice now it's Puka and a 2025 first round pick. I think I'm going to accept that one. I think you should too. And shout out to Draft Buzz. Like they have a very cool layout. I like how the simulator looks as well. But the trades are not very realistic because there's <laughs> I've done a couple simulators there, um, and they are trades that they would not offer in real life. But you'd be a fool not to accept. I saw um, Larry, ironically, who our fans know is uh, Leah Meikenberg, um, posted today a couple uh, old mock draft simulators that he did from Tua's year. And it's just looking at some of these and working through some of these. Like I do some of these and end up getting like eight players, nine different trades that all end up going in the first two rounds. It's just... Like the Rams now are offering me their full or the Ravens, their fullback Patrick Ricard, the 30th pick, a third rounder, a fourth rounder, and a three and a four next year for 21. I mean, that's ridiculous. It is. And just shout out to a preview for our show on Monday or Tuesday. We are going to be doing a live mock draft because uh, it's going to be post combine. So that is going to be fun. And you can just hear our reactions live as well. But um, um, you can hear you can hear my reaction live, actually. Um, to this, um, this must have been updated since the combine and since people talking about the combine, 
Because in this mock draft that I'm doing, Chop Robinson just went 19, who I'm sure we're going to talk about, and Lad McConkey just went 20 to the Steelers ahead of me. Would you pick Cooper DeGene, who we found out just had a broken leg back when he was in Iowa um, that he's healing from, Talise Fuaga, uh, one of the corners, Nate Wiggins, or Kenyon Mitchell, um, Troy Fatanu, Graham Barton, or JPJ? What are we thinking, Brett? We're going to do this live throughout this show. So, so JPJ, JPJ, Barton, Fatanu, Corners, or Fuaga? PFF, shout out to them. One of the only times I'll do it. They actually said JPJ would be the dream scenario for the Dolphins on draft day. And I do love do love JPJ. Um, I think I said, too, Graham Barton's just one of those prospects. You've seen him linked with the Dolphins basically all season uh, because of need. And to kind of go along with it, it does sound like uh, Chris Greer during his press conference yesterday mentioned they did try and get a, an extension with Robert Hunt done during the season. It didn't. It sounds like he wants to test free agency or his agent does. So that makes the guard a little, little more appealing. I would still say right now Fatanu or J- JPJ would be the top two. Um, last time I did a mock on Draft Blitz, they were both available in the second round. But um, I would definitely take uh, – I would say – Fatanu and JP, JPJ are my top two in that scenario still. Although the Oregon State offensive tackle I do like. I do not think he projects inside. I think he's more still of a tackle, and I think he's strictly a right tackle. We have Austin Jackson, so it's not like we could draft him. I guess he could kind of roll the dice and say you're going to draft him to maybe fill in a guard for a year and take over for Armstead or even take over for Armstead at left tackle because sounds like Armstead's still up in the air if he's retiring or not. So he'd be an interesting one, but I still kind of have to wait and see on him. So I'd say Fatanu and JPJ still. So I did take JPJ. Uh, Fuaga went two picks later. Um, and um, Fatanu went to the Bills at 28. Um, just an update on the trades. The Cowboys for pick 55 have offered me pick 56, 173 a four and a six next year, and their kicker, Brandon Aubrey. <laughs> so I've now been offered a kicker and a fullback. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling they're still working out some of the bugs with that simulator. Yeah, especially the trades. Um, so I have the corner, TJ Tampa here for me. Jatavian Sanders, who I know the Dolphins, as you'll uh, discuss, met with. I've taken this show on a tangent uh, here, but it's content, so sue us. Um, Jatavian Sanders, went, <laughs> they went, he went 46 to Indianapolis. Um, we have TJ Tampa on the board. We have Malachi Corley on the board We have Cameron Kitchens, Braylon Trice, Javon Bullard, Christian Hayes. We already took JPJ, um, Dontavious Walker or Devontes Walker. I'm sorry. Uh, on the board, Braden Fisk, Jalen Polk, Cooper Beebe, uh, Ben Sanat, Theo Johnson are still available. Um, I don't know why. The other thing that this mock doesn't, this app doesn't do well, is um, they don't have Cade Stover on here. Really, they have him. They're a little lower on him than I think they should be. Or no, they have him listed as an. For some reason, they have him listed as an edge on their yeah, website. Like, so, what is that? 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Braden Fisk is an interesting name. He is destroyed it at the combine today. Um, so good on him. I would still probably, t- I'd probably take Hayes. I, 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 we talked last week. As much as we love the tight ends, trading back. If you trade back, get more picks. Doubling up on in this offensive line class is something I would highly encourage. And if you can tell us, we can get JPJ and Michael Hayes. I believe that's his first name, but Hayes from UConn. Um, uh, we can get- it's Cr- Michael Hayes. Michael B. Hayes is an old wrestler. Uh, you're thinking of Christian Haynes. Christian Haynes. Didn't you say uh, Haynes was available? Haynes was is available. He's right here. Okay. Yeah, I would take Christian Haynes there because I think if you say we walk out of the first two picks with Christian Haynes and JPJ, you, I think you immediately get an upgrade at two positions on the offensive line. All right, I did it. Um, let's see. It's going to be a little while, so we can talk about other things because um, I didn't trade down in this one, so it's going to be probably about close to 100 picks. That's something as we look at the draft um, that I think is going to be interesting. I can't see there being 102 picks go by before the Dolphins pick again. I think I think between 55 and 157, we're going to get another pick. Um, whether it comes from moving down at 21, moving down from 55, I don't know. Uh, but I do think we're going to find a way to add another draft selection. No, I agree with you there. Um, name you did mention there uh, was Trice from Washington. Did, did see that we did meet with uh, Braylon Trice yesterday, according to him, as well as excuse me, the uh, D end from Kansas. Uh, let me get his name real quick because I don't remember it off the top of my head. But these are uh, Austin Booker. So Braylon Trice and Austin Booker we both met with yesterday. Uh, Trice was actually one of the uh, one of our formal interviews. They said one of the people, because I think you get a limited amount you can do. Um, and he's met with 12 teams. So Trice would be an interesting one in round two. I still don't really like going the end this early. Although you mentioned him earlier, Chop Robinson. He's a guy I've been high on all year and running a 4-5 at his size is going to shoot him up the board. Um, another person we talked about last week was Byron uh, Murphy, the D tackle from Texas. He's been, ha- he had a very good day at the combine. To the point you and I were talking about him as a late first, early second, where some people think he could be a top 10 pick, if not the top defensive player in the draft. That makes the draft a lot more interesting for us. Cause that will push players down to us that we w- that would definitely help a lot. Yeah, I, I think it looks like he's going to go up the draft board, not only because of how well he's been pl- playing and testing and, and looking throughout this process, um, but I believe Jerzon Newton also had surgery. Um, so that's going to – people that are on the fence between them and, and grade them pretty evenly um, are probably going to take Murphy. Um, but I think the more and more I see, to me, it looks like we're probably going to bring back Wilkins. Um, and then it's just a matter of do we want to replace Raekwon Davis with one of those later first round or later day three picks? Or if we trade down, um, I could see a way that we add a defensive tackle in there. I just think we have such prominent needs on the interior offensive line at tight end, at corner now that X is gone, um, that I just simply can't see us. Um, creating another hole for ourselves, especially if we do re-sign Wilkins. Yep. And just to give a rundown for everybody today, 
is defensive line and linebackers. Tomorrow is defensive backs and tight ends. Why they're grouped together, I am not sure. Saturday is quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. And then Sunday's the day I think most Dolphin fans will be looking at and paying attention to, and that is offensive linemen. Um, we talked about a couple defensive linemen. What do you think about the linebackers in this class? I know one of our uh, community members, Caleb, is very much hyping up uh, Peyton Willis, uh, I believe from North Carolina State, or Peyton Wilson. Um, he's had a lot of injuries, but they, he seems to be a guy a lot of people like. Um, it sounds like he is more of a day two, maybe day three selection. But, and I'll go with my Michigan guys too, Michael Barrett and Junior Colson on the linebackers as well. But I'm not as high on the linebacker class now as I was earlier in the year. Name everybody's going to know as well as Jeremiah Trotter Jr. He did not raise up boards like you and I expected. Brett, we have breaking news. Joe Shad reports that UCLA edge rusher Leatu Latu has met with the Miami Dolphins. Daniel Jeremiah also had us taking him in his second mock draft. Also, Brentley Weissman says that he's hearing that Talise Fuaga and JPJ are absolutely killing their interviews. Multiple scouts said those two were their favorite interviews of the day and both have outstanding football character. Yeah. Uh, Latis. Latis Latu. I need just a breakdown of you, of that clip of you right there trying to say it. Yeah. You have your own couple we can get as well, buddy. So let's not. Let's but not I got to call him out when I see him. You do. But he does have. He does meet with the. He did meet with the Dolphins. We did get that information. He was mocked to us. I just don't. I don't like getting an edge so early. Yes, I understand. We got our two two best edges coming off of pretty serious injuries. Van Ginkle is the third. He might not be back, so we can't disregard edge. I just don't like going in the first round. And as we've seen, you can get someone like Van Ginkle on day three. We got. Olivier Vernon years ago, I believe, on day three as well, or late day two. So that is where you go. You look at the RAS score, and you go with the, you go with the freak athlete on day day two or day three, and that's what I'd rather do. And then build up offensive line. I feel like traditionally the Dolphins too often try and go with the projects on the offensive line in day two and day three, and that's how you end up with the holes we've had for over a decade. Yeah, I, I think that more than anything, uh, the only thing I'm going to look for in our 21st and 55th pick, if we stay in those spots, uh, is getting guys that will come in in days one and day two that can start for the Miami Dolphins next season. Uh, I think the the Channing Tindall and the Cam Smith rookie seasons and even Tindall sophomore season, uh, that's unacceptable for the space the Dolphins are in right now trying to win a Super Bowl. That should have been unacceptable this past year with Cam Smith, especially when you had guys that could help on the interior of the offensive line that were there and readily available. Um, I think this year, I don't know if JPJ is is going to be there at 21. I just have a feeling the Steelers need a, a center, um, and I think they go elsewhere for a quarterback. Um, I think they go to either a guy like Fields or a guy like Russell Wilson, or they stick with Pickett. I can see the Rams taking a center. They let go of their center. Um, 
I could see the Seahawks taking a center. Um, there, there are a number of teams as you continue to go up this first round, and even a team like the Eagles, if Jason Kelsey ends up retiring, can move in front of us. The Cowboys can move in front of us. Um, for some reason, I feel like, and it, it might be trauma, but the prospect that I really want to get, um, who I think is the perfect fit and makes the most sense, um, ends up going right before us. But I think if Jackson Power Johnson makes it to the Dolphins at 21, I can't see a, a scenario really realistically where we don't just take them and put them into our offensive line for at least the next at least five years. The only way I can see it if he's there is if offensive linemen get pushed down the draft, which is very rare. Offensive linemen tend to get pushed up. So but I, w- I wonder if to that point, because there are so many of them that are ranked so closely to each other, I do wonder if they'll get pushed down a little bit. It is, it is weird. Cause like we're talking about him, but the, uh, uh, Frazier from West Virginia, we talked about, I've seen people mocking him as a top 20 player. And so he's an- he, another center. Obviously Joe Alt and Olu Fashano are going to go very high. JC Latham probably uh, will. Again, I've seen two mock drafts today to that point. Two of them, two different ones, that had Latham at the number five overall pick as yeah. offensive lineman one. Um, Kuiper had him and NFL Draft Buzz, I believe, uh, had him at five. Um, but once you get to Fuaga, Mims, Fatanu, Guyton, Barton, Power Johnson, Jordan Morgan, Zach Frazier, Dua Matea from BYU, um, hold on. I'm scrolling to the next page, and my computer was going slower than I hoped it would. Um, Christian Hayes, Haynes, Patrick Paul, Cooper Beebe, those guys. Christian Mahogany, a lot of people liked. Um, to this I've point, linked with Z- us too. Yeah, Zach Zinter when he gets healthy. Um, the that I just named 15 guys that can start this season. And just to give you, just to interrupt you quick, I just went to CBS Sports. Chris Trapasso, uh, he just did his mock today. He has Talise Fuaga going five overall to the Chargers. So it's funny. Me and Mr. S were talking about that. Um, and I said to him that I can't see uh, an offensive lineman getting picked that's not um, – all that high he has to be offensive lineman one but if you're the if you're the chargers do you feel comfortable putting either rashawn slater or joe alt at right tackle um do you think that there's a chance that a team specifically the chargers because they're going to be the first team that has a that's in the position to pick offensive lineman one um do you think there's a chance that they take a guy that's not joe alt I think, well, because their head coach is Jim Harbaugh, I think anything's possible. Um, like, I hate to go back to Michigan. This is a guy who would say all camp that one offensive lineman was starting. He's been the best. And then he would, for like the first month, you'd have someone you hadn't heard of starting at left tackle for the team. Uh, that's what happened with Ryan Hayes, uh, who is now a Miami Dolphin, funny enough. Um, so I could see it happening. And just to go a little bit further, just to give you the sh- to give you the uh, the uh, trauma, Trapasso has Jackson Powers Johnson going one pick before us to the Steelers and has us taking Jordan Morgan from Arizona, who I do actually think makes a lot of sense for us. 
Yeah, I think we are just about at the point where because we have so many needs along the interior, and it's really left guard, center, right guard, most of these offensive linemen, to me, other than the guys that don't make sense are Mims, Guyton, and Patrick Paul. Outside of those guys, when you're looking at the top 15 guys, most of them will fit very well in our offensive line. Yeah. And just to give a rundown, CBS, because it's up there, they have seven offensive linemen going in the first round. Fwaga, Alt, Fashanu, Latham. Uh, I'm just scrolling down. Uh, JPJ, Morgan. And then the final one is one that we haven't talked about is uh, Kingsley Suamatea from BYU. Don't you just think that Suamatea should be re- blocking for Tonga Vailoa? You can make Suamatea or um, Talise Fuaga, who has talked and is actually close to Tua from the sounds of it as well. Um, this mock draft that I did here that I still have up uh, had Kingsley Suamatea going 51 to the Steelers. So, yeah, I think between 21 and 55, I think if we stay with those two picks, the question is not necessarily going to be, do we take an offensive lineman? The question is going to be, do we take one or two? Yeah. And I think that question is going to go to our, the next thing we could talk about, which is Chris Greer, to me, made it sound like we might not be bringing Robert Hunt back as much as we thought. Yeah. Yeah, and I kind of mentioned that earlier. It's, it sounds like what he said is Hunt wants to see how much money he can get and more power to him. For sure. Yeah, but I hate to say it this way because we do have needs, but this is the one draft that if you need offensive linemen, this is the draft to need it. I just feel like we've said that before. Like We, we have, we, we, we but... We offensive line for so long. It's just about, like, I, I remember, and I love Austin Jackson now. I just we remember when we, when, we drafted off, when we drafted Austin Jackson, it was, he's going to be good, but he's raw. When we drafted, um, who was the kid from Arizona State that we drafted in the mid to late uh, rounds, interior off of Lyman? What was that kid's name? I'm looking him, that up. Eichenberg, a lot of guys that we've drafted over the course of time. Um, I feel like they all need to get stronger. They all need to develop. We need guys to come in in the first and second round of this draft, and I'm going to say it a million times till April. We need guys that can come in and start day one. I'm still looking it up. It's uh, what year is that? Because I see we, when we drafted Isaac Asiata, that was another guy I liked, and then he ended up not being very good. Um, I'm looking up uh, who's the we drafted. Kalen Balage was from. He was from um, there, Arizona State. I'm guessing it was. I have it right here. Um, Jamil Douglas. Jamil Douglas. I I couldn't remember the year. It was 2015, wasn't it? Uh, it was 2015, and then Balazs was 2018. 
So here's a here's a good trivia question for you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The Dolphins have drafted 10 players from Arizona State. We know Caleb Balazs. We know Jamil Douglas. How many of the others can you name? Uh, two of them are named Derek. One is Derek Hagan. Yes. One is Derek Rogers. Are you looking at the same list that I'm looking at? No. Okay. Um, You're looking at a different list. Yeah, I had 2017 draft up. So, right. so uh, we didn't draft Matt Hawk, but he was from Arizona State. Everybody else that other than Derek Rogers, which you named, everybody else is pre 2000. And there's only one more that's pre 1979. <laughs> I give up. It's uh, Gray Rugamer, Bruce Hardy, Larry Gordon, Morris Owens, and Sam Johnson, and Benny Malone. We should probably not draft anybody from Arizona State. Yeah, I don't think this year that's going to be the the way to go for us. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, So to go along with that, like you said, tomorrow is tight ends and defensive backs. Uh, We did meet with a guy you and I both love, Dracavian Sanders, who I still think... I still think he is going to be a candidate in the first round. Doesn't oh, mean I, I agree. I, yeah, it doesn't mean I want to reach on him, but he is definitely someone I think we need. As I muted myself accidentally, we should not disregard. Maybe not at twenty-one, but if we, especially if we trade down, because he's not making it to our second second round pick. If he makes it to a second round pick, I will run the I will run the card up myself to uh, to draft him. But I know we met with him, and he's already said that that's been his favorite interview so far, which is so nice. I think if you're a weapon, especially in a position that the Dolphins need weapons for so bad, I, I can't see how you can't help but get excited for meeting with McDaniel. Yeah, um, like I told you. I think that the first conversation, I said this on the show last week, the first conversation that's going to be had about Jatavian Sanders, to me, is going to be 18 when the Bengals are on the clock. Now, if Brock Bowers goes 5 or 7 or even 10 to the Jets or 16 to Seattle, I think there's a chance that Jatavian Sanders goes off the board. Um, If Brock Bowers starts dropping a little bit, I think his absolute floor is 18 I'd agree um but i think if he's still on the board then that looks a little better for jatavian sanders being the pick at 55 um the one thing that worries me uh, i do know that he has background playing other positions which leads me to believe he may be a little more physical than people give him credit for and i think he would be a more committed blocker than people give him credit for but I think that McDaniel sees blocking for a tight end as just as big as an option or as a factor as receiving. But I also think he's not naive enough to realize that if we had a legitimate receiving tight end this year, that we would have been a, a whole different level than we were even at, especially in cold weather games like the Kansas City playoff game, where we just had nothing that we could do over the middle close. 
Um, and, and we had nothing, no surefire plays that we could go to um, from the tight end. And I think that's such a big part of the NFL today. And I, I'd be very hard-pressed to, and I'd be very shocked if we go into next season uh, with the same tight end grouping that we have right now. And you and I have mentioned before, I think McDaniel and Greer miscalculated where a couple of the players were, at least as wide receivers in the tight end room. Um, who, was the other guy? Why, who was the other guy we brought in beside Croft last offseason that we ended up cutting? Uh, I think I said it last week. It was a former Broncos guy. Yeah, Broncos the Denver guy. Um, I'm looking. But... Um, I just think that because they made that mistake last year, there's a chance we even overspend on a tight end. If, let's say, um, Sanders is gone, I do think there's a chance we take Sovers to not uh, at 55. Yeah, I would not be shocked by that either. And a lot of this will depend on how everybody tests tomorrow. Like I've mentioned before, Dallin Holker from Colorado State, I would not be shocked if he flies up draft boards. Like if you watch his film, his skill set translates to the NFL really very well. And you always have you always have guys pop out of nowhere. Name that a lot of people may not remember. Do you remember Kevin Boss from Western Oregon? Ended up being the number one tight end for the Giants when they won the Super Bowl. He Eric Salbert was the guy Eric Salbert. Yeah, but you can always find someone that just pops up as a tight end because I feel like tight end, because of how they're used in college, tend to be a little tend to rise up boards differently than people think because so many they're either pure wide receiver, like they're just another wide receiver, or they're just another offensive lineman. So you really don't know what most of these guys are until they get to the combine. Yeah, I'm looking at a tweet right now with somebody manifesting Brock Bowers to 21. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get hot. I'm not going to get excited. I'm not going to for one second think there's a chance we could take him because we can't. Yeah, I'm. I'm not kidding. The last time I w- I kind of got intrigued was the year for t- when we drafted Tua. Once Tristan Wirfs got past the Browns, I started to kind of tilt my head a little bit. <laughs> but. It's it's just such a fun time of the year because we're going to get somebody. And whoever we're going to get, there's going to be a spin on why that player can be really good. And there's going to be a reason for it. And it, it's for sure that we're going to add somebody at 21 that is going to really be able to help the Miami Dolphins. And that, to me, is very exciting. Yeah, And as we said, Byron Murphy and Chop Robinson are two guys who have had great first days. They were both looked at as potential first-round picks. Their combines are going to make people go back and watch the film again, and the films for both of them are pretty good. If they rate, if they get pushed up, that helps us so much. Yeah, absolutely. The more guys that get pushed up, the better it is for the Miami Dolphins. Because I said, as I said on the last episode, there are always guys every year. There, there end up being a hundred guys that could be top two round picks. There end up being 40 guys that could be first round picks. And every guy that's outside that 40 that hops in, that's another player closer to the Dolphins getting a good player at 55. Yep. And, and you just have to be in a position like the Dolphins are 
that there are a decent amount of players that you can draft that are going to make a difference on your team right away. We just have to get the right one. And unfortunately, there have been situations over the last couple of years where we haven't gotten the right one. Yep. But to go along with that, something else that's going to happen is, and so this weekend, wide receivers run this weekend or in test and defensive backs tomorrow. There's always people, a wide receiver that just bombs the combine and they start falling. That's how we end up with a Jarvis Landry. So I'm curious to see who that guy is going to be. I think the favorite right now, and I don't know if you can call us a favorite because I think most people have forgotten about him and have pushed him down, is Keon Coleman from Florida State. Just an athletic yeah, it, freak. But he's he's a power forward playing wide receiver, but I don't know if he's going to do well in the agility drills, and that's going to push him down. Yeah, and that's the type of guy that the team that gets him is going to get a, a really good football player who a lot of people, for some reason, there's a lot of hate out there for Keon Coleman um, in the draft process. And I feel like there are a couple guys every year that, that get like that, that then in a couple of years, we're all surprised ends up being a pretty good football player. Yeah. Um, a guy I felt Keon was Coleman, underrated last year was Zay Flowers. Yeah, of course. And the Ravens, he was underrated and they became overrated and the Ravens knew what they were doing, taking him. Um, and, and he's been a star this year. So while we're thinking about it, and we are talking about wide receivers and they do run, I'm going to put you on the spot. How would you rank your top five wide receivers? Or let me let me do it this way. How would you rank the wide receivers? Well, I'll ask you two questions. Do you have your top three as Harrison Neighbors and Adunes? Yes. Okay. Um, I I think it's very, very close. I almost have it one Harrison and then like 2A, 2B. Um, I do think that Adunze, after he works out, he's 6'3". He's probably going to weigh anywhere between 215 and 225. And he's going to run a sub. Yeah. And so he's going to do that and then have great hands. He's going to – there's a chance that people are going to rank them. Like outside of a mock draft, if you were just ranking your big board, I'd put all three of them ahead of Jaden Daniels and Drake May. Yeah. Now, if I'm a now if I'm a quarterback needy team, I'm probably going to look at Dre and da- May and Daniels. But from a pure big board standpoint, uh, Harrison might be the best player in the draft. Um, and I know that again, people are getting draft nostalgia on him and saying maybe neighbors, maybe a dude's I think he's the best player in the draft. I think he's the most sure thing in the draft. Um, but I think in any other draft that didn't include Marvin Harrison Jr., that was your average draft. Um, Adunze and Neighbors would both be in legitimate conversation for the wide receiver one spot. Um, I would so I would put the first three like that. Who are your um, next a, five? A top, is what I was going to ask. So the next five, um, <laughs> it, it's so interesting because I think every single person um, has something different that they want in a receiver. Me personally, I'm a speed guy. Um, so I'm gonna go uh Troy Franklin as yeah, my next receiver. Um, I, I think that he is a very, very fast, speedy, explosive guy that is gonna help a quarterback so much, and he's not small. He's projected to be 6'3, 180, 
I probably think he'll be closer to 6'2", 175, but we'll see what he comes out, what he, when he measures. So I do think he's the next guy there. Um, I, I think Adonai Mitchell, um, also A.D. Mitchell, as I guess his nickname is A.D., um, is seen as a prototypical X guy. Um, he's big, he's physical, but I don't see that much of a difference between him and Keon Coleman. Um, but I do think that a guy like Mitchell um, should probably be in that number four spot. Um, I like him personally. And whether you like Brian Thomas, Mitchell, or Coleman, I feel like there are categories for all three. Um, there are reasons to like all three. I'm an AD Mitchell guy. Um, and then the guy I'm going to put number five, I think is going to surprise a lot of people. And I'm about to get a message in my uh, chat uh, about saying this, but I think Javon Baker from UCF uh, deserves to be in that consideration for a top five receiver. He's probably going to get taken sometime on day two. Um, I think he dealt with having John Rice Plumley, who I've talked about in the past on this show um, so well he is a physical big receiver who doesn't make many mistakes and is also fast. People forget he started at Alabama, ended up at UCF because of Kingdom NIL stuff. Um, but I know I didn't give you a straight answer, but I think you have a lot of guys. I didn't even talk about Lad McConkey, who's going to run in the four threes. I didn't even talk about Roman Wilson, who I know you love. Uh, I didn't talk about Malachi Corley or Jermaine Burton who I know a lot of people are very high on. And I didn't talk about Xavier Worthy. I mentioned speed. He's probably the fastest player in the draft. Yeah. Um, you, you can even talk about more receivers. Ricky Pearsall tr- uh, tests very well. Jalen Polk is a physical receiver and a veteran receiver. Xavier Leggett was the darling of everybody early in the draft process. You have, we, we've named 16 receivers. You have Brendan Rice. Jerry about, you haven't even talked about Jerry Rice's son. Yeah. Then you have Malik Washington and Jalen McKill- uh, McMillan. I haven't even talked about Devontae Walker, who was a stud in the games he played. He just gives me a little Martavius Bryant vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then some team on day three is gonna is gonna take Johnny Wilson, and some team on day three are gonna take Jamari Thrash and uh, Anias Smith from Texas A and M who was a big-time prospect coming out of high school. That's the problem with what we're seeing, I think, moving forward. There are so many solid wide receivers that are going to come out every year that there are going to be really good wide receivers that are available for us to take on day three if we decide to go that route. Yeah. But I will give you you, the last thing I'll say is my top five receivers – um, outside of the top three will be uh, Franklin Mitchell, uh, Franklin Mitchell, Coleman, Thomas Baker. So I'll go with Franklin. I have Brian Thomas after him. I love Jalen Polk. Just love him. So I have him the third guy after them. Then I will go Adani Mitchell. And there's so many good ones, but I think Lad McConkey will be the number five on that for me. But I, would I have love placed, Malachi Corley, too. I, I would have placed a large bet 
that you were going to find a way to put Roman Wilson in there once I put Javon Baker in there. Nah, so I love Ro- I love Ro- Roman Wilson. He can he can play the slot. He can play outside. He's five. He's they say he's five ten. I think he's probably five eight nine five eight more than likely. But he blocks so well. I think he fits what we want in a wide receiver really really well. And I think he is going to put up numbers that if you asked me a year ago, I could not see him do it doing because he plays so much bigger than he is. But I just think there's better players than him. I, I want to start looking and maybe this will be the homework I give myself for next episode. I don't know if any of these guys are realistically going to be targets for the dolphins on day one or day two, but I do see a very good chance that the dolphins take a day three receiver. I'd agree with that. So uh, I, I think that maybe next episode, something we could do a, a little uh, segment we could have is start talking about those later guys um, that we might be taking. I know we're doing a mock draft, um, but maybe the time after that, start talking about these day three receivers because I see very, very likely um, that we use the first two rounds interior offensive line and tight end, but day three could really open up. I could see a receiver. I could see edge rushers. I could even see a running back. Um, I think we have a, a number of needs and a number of areas on day three that we could add depth to this team. Yeah. I also wouldn't be shocked. Like, I know we have Holland, but Elliot's a free agent. Brandon Jones a free agent. What do you think of someone like Cameron Kitchens or Tyler Newbin if we, if we trade down into first? So I, I've told Mr. S a number of times, I'm a huge fan of Tyler Newbin. Um, I'm also a fan of the Georgia kid, Javon Bullard. Um, I, I do think that safety is a need. Uh, again, I'm not sure if that's not something that we can maybe afford in free agency. I don't think Elliot is going to be too um, overly priced. And, I mean, Weaver, Anthony Weaver knows uh, Deshaun Elliott pretty well. Uh, so he'll have a good idea of whether he could bring him back or not. Um, but no, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Newbin Kitchens or Bullard uh, were on our radar, especially if we pick up an extra top two or three round pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, but even just, just to kind of go back to the combine, the guy, uh, the day I'm looking forward to the most offensive lineman, because I think we're talking about all these guys, but as they do their, their drill, their blocking drills, we're going to get a better picture of the board for us. And then we, and that's the last day. So we already, we're starting to see where the D line and the D linemen stand linebackers. I'm not as worried about because I don't really think there's that many tomorrow will be interesting, but I, I, st- I think we kind I think with defensive backs and tight ends, especially defensive backs, I think you kind of know who's, who are the top guys. It's just kind of confirming that in tight ends. It's just, you know, one's going to go in the first round, maybe two. And it's just seeing who all goes in the second, the second day in day three quarterbacks wide receivers is kind of going to be interesting but for dolphin fans offensive line it's just we're going to have a clearer picture of the board because of that and i hate to say it but i think we're going to be disappointed with how much jpj rises up the board yeah like i said i i think his floor might end up being the steelers or the rams um i'm worried about that uh but it'll definitely be interesting and one way or another um, at 21, we're definitely going to have players on the board uh, that could immediately impact the offensive line. 
And just another name to throw out there that could be a first round we've talked about and we had in our, one of our potential articles, Chris Jenkins from Michigan. He had a very good day. He tested in the 80 and 90 percentile, I think, for D tackles for a lot of them. With P, with a lot of teams going three, four, or wanting the uh, a three-tech D tackle, with him being as athletic as he is, that's going to push him up as well. So that, again, makes things interest, interesting for us. So. I know people have talked, and you and I have, about Byron Murphy and Chris Jenkins as maybe candidates late in the first round, but them having the combines, like I said, those them getting pushed up makes it interesting. And even though his, the RAS isn't good for Terondre Sweat, I think he had a good enough combine where he's going to get pushed up a little higher than I think people think he will, too. Yeah, I, I think you need a decent, uh, uh, a specific type of defense. Um, I think there are going to be some teams that just simply don't like the size of Sweat, um, and that I don't think we're going to be one of them. I, I, I don't know. Um, I do look at the Ravens roster of the last couple of years. They did have nose tackles that were big guys. Um, I mean, their defense tackle, I believe it was Brandon Williams this year, was three forty-five. As I'm getting messaged by Mister S that Sweat sucks and that Brett's wrong and Brett's the worst and has the worst takes. Um, but, but I do think that, rude. uh, I, I do think that he is rude. I do think that sweats the type of guy, um, that I've said before is one of my top favorite guys in the draft. Um, but I'm the type of guy that a couple years really wanted Tyler Shelvin. Uh, and I don't think he's on a roster right now. Let me tell you this about Mr. S and his, his take when it comes to defensive linemen. When it comes to defensive linemen, he 100% only looks at the RAS score, which is the real athletic score for those who don't know what that is. So if you test in yellow or red as a defensive lineman, he takes you off his board. So I want to hear about it from him. Yeah. Did you hear about uh, this Tyler Owens guy, this Texas Tech guy? We could, we could end this thing on this. Did you see this guy? I heard about it, but I didn't see it. He said that he doesn't believe in space. Oh, I thought you, I, I thought that was the pigeon guy because there was another guy who said that he doesn't believe birds are real, and he said, uh, that, "Yeah, that, <laughs> but that's like a more common one. Not believing in space is a crazy one." Yeah, so, there's some weird people out there, but uh, what is are our, we uh, the list? I don't think so. Because I think right now it's still too early. Like, I think it's still just too early. You just see the stupid people on Twitter saying, replace Tua. Uh, I didn't even see who it was, and I kind of would have put this as someone wants us to draft a Kool-Aid from Alabama, and I want no part of him. Why are we going to draft a cornerback in the first round after we just drafted Cam Smith? Yeah, I'm not really about it. Um, I would be open to drafting one in the second if we really liked it. I would um, want a slot specifically. Yeah, I, I just – it's tough to say, but I would like to give Cam Smith, Needham, Kohu, give him a shot, bring in a couple veterans maybe uh, that will come in a little cheaper uh, and let guys compete. Um, I, I don't think we need to be replacing X uh, with guys that are drafted very high. Yeah. And of course, we can – Yeah, we, yeah. Um, because in I 2025 – that might be something that's a serious need. Yeah. And on next week's show, we can definitely have planned five guys, no matter what the position, the five guys who helped their stock the most this week and who hurt it. So I think. So next week, five guys who helped, five guys who hurt, and a mock draft? 
Sounds like a plan, Brett. And did I hear something about Zach having hot takes, or are we wait waiting on that? Uh, Zach, do you want to give a hot take, or did you leave us already? Yeah, he. There's no way he's still sitting there. Nah. So, but tune in. I know the. Uh, I think I, I'm pretty sure that Zach's hot take, um, and if I could be corrected if I'm wrong, um, I, I think his hot take had something to do about Michigan and them sucking. Yeah, it's not a hot take. He says he said that to me every week for like four months about how we're dirty cheaters. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it. So, yeah. um, Zach, what Zach's gonna do now? Uh, is Zach going to go back and clip you just saying we're dirty cheaters? Also, just one last combine news per Jordan Weed, Dallas Turner, who is another guy who will probably be higher up on the draft board to help us. 40.5 inch vertical jump. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I could ever jump that high. I can't. I can barely get on the bed anymore. Could we for next week take our combine times? We could. Don't know how we're going to do it. Uh, I think we should do it at our own pace and then just be honest about what the scores were. I'd probably run in in like the six range for the 40. I probably wouldn't be too far behind you. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think I could break six. I think I'd be somewhere in like the six two, six three. Yeah. I guess. I'm gonna, before we get on next week, I'm going to go run a 40. I, I probably see. won't. I will. I don't. I'd need to find a place to run a forty, but I probably won't. I'll, I'll run it when Mister S runs it as well. He he's been sick. He needs to get back in shape. So he and I will. He and I will run it together. Uh, Facetime each other on WhatsApp so we can make sure we're doing it right. Uh, I can already see he's agreeing with me. So that's going to be a plan. And of course, as always, check out listpodcast.com. I haven't done an article in a while, but I am planning on adding my own mock draft in the next week or two as well since jordan and mr s are killing it with theirs uh anything else you guys have on on the docket for us just more draft stuff before we come on and we do our top five um winners and losers from the draft i'll probably post mine on there um so they can see it too um and and we'll go from there there's gonna be a lot of draft coverage i know that mr s is working hard behind the scenes to find ways um to improve our draft coverage Uh, and and we'll just keep doing that and, and keep grinding as we get this fine-tuned machine um, oiled out before the draft and before next NFL season. Be excited, people. It's the best time of the year, and free agency is just around the corner as well, so be on the lookout for a preview for that. But it is time for us to end this. I'm excited for next week. It's going to be a loaded episode for Jordan, for Mr. S, who's sitting in the background listening and probably flipping me off for all the shit-talking I'm doing. And for Zach, my name's Brett. Remember, we are the list. We are watching. Zach, when you get back, hit that music. Because he's gone, I'm going to hit the music. That that was a fail on my part. Silver, you can join in.